Okay, I'm here at the Game Developers Conference in San Francisco uh, at the Touch Arcade Party, and with me today are some special guests. How about you guys introduce yourself? Yeah, sure. My name is uh, Conrad Kraling. I'm a project lead for the puzzle platformer Creepers at Muse Games. Um, Howard Sal, CEO of Muse Games. And what's um, so? What's this platformer about? Can you talk about it more? And and what platforms is it for? Sure, Creepers is a puzzle platformer set in a magical bioluminescent forest, and you play as the forest's tiny inhabitants, um, you know, journeying through the forest and trying to restore the light that, uh, you know, has been, has been diminishing in the forest uh, as of late. It's, uh, you know, we've been compared to, I think, Lost Vikings most prominently in reviews. And so far. what inspired you guys to make the game? I mean, Lost Vikings. That was our. That was our. We we looked at Lost Vikings. And we were like, it's been a long time since somebody's made a puzzle platformer. You know, this really compelling and this interesting. Switching between characters, and yeah. you know, we really hope to capture some of that with, you know, kind of a new cutting edge visual style. And yeah, I think very early in the game uh, development process, when we were still concepting, we're just toy toying around with a lot of um, just character concepts and uh, environment concepts. So we actually kind of started it with more of a of a overall look to the game um, and uh, you know then then I think everything kind of evolved around that um, and uh, basically I think you know the whole platforming the tandem collaboration aspect just kind of what, what were some of the challenges you faced as you're developing the game did anything pop up on, and what development tools did you use to make it? Uh, working in unity um, obviously, big leg up, rapid prototyping. We were able to iterate very quickly on it. But using Unity sometimes can be a little bit. Well, you're abstract. You know, you you have very high level access to the code, but you're never really connected to it. So sometimes we'd run into a problem where the character controller wouldn't perform properly when reparented to a collider, let's say. And you know, we would we would literally have no idea because all of that is so far removed from us. And you know, the the back and forth with Unity and dealing with all that abstraction, I think that was really the the headlining challenge that we faced. But overall, you know, I can't I can't speak highly enough of Unity as a yeah. platform. It's it's absolutely amazing. It's it's you know an incredible 3D development tool. And how was the Steam experience releasing on Steam? What, what happened there? Uh, <laughs> you know, releasing on Steam is always, it, it's a lot of pressure. You know, you're, you're releasing into a market full of AAA titles, and you know, we're a relatively small independent game studio, so, you know, obviously it's very stressful, but, uh, you know, we, we had a good launch. Um, we've been interacting with the, uh, the community, you know, the, the few issues that we've had, we're, you know, working with people to resolve very quickly. Ultimately, you know, in my opinion, it's it's the best place to find PC digital download community. It's it's still my favorite, and I think a lot of people would say the same. Yeah, I mean, this is basically the second title that we launched on Steam. Um, you know, obviously went through a whole you know curating process with Steam the first time, and so the, but this time's uh, you know a lot more straightforward. I think Steam is overall really supportive in developers. Um, they feature you. They they really really go out of their way to feature you. Um, and to, to support, you know, just, you know, the indie, like, developers movement. If we run the indie genre, you know, they feature us there um, and whatnot. So, overall, I think that, that, that contributed a lot to our success on Steam. And how do you guys keep in touch with your community? Um, do you have any ways where you're, like, having forums and other things yeah. or, like, release downloadable content? How, how are you? Yeah, that's right a good question. Um, so, we link uh, from Steam to our forum, um, and, you know, we also troll, like, Steam's forum. So, I mean, we basically check both places. I mean, I think we just make it a point to respond to, you know, every player who has any, like, suggestions, feedback, with concerns, bugs, problems, you know, so I think we deal with it all. Yeah. I think that's that's been really helpful um, you know for for players to uh, to engage
Yeah, I mean, community involvement is so important for independent yeah. games, you know? And so. so, I mean, how much of your time then is spent on community versus um, development? Man, it would be very difficult to break down in raw numbers, yeah, but you I mean, know, as, as really, often as we can. It's, it's really a matter of um, what is pre-sale, or what, you know, what's during development, and what's you know what we do after launch. So it's really you know two kind of segmented problem. Like while we're developing the game, obviously we're spending most of our time just working on the game, right? Yeah. I mean, we'll get testers in, we'll get their feedback, and we'll improve you know incrementally. But once the game is launched, it's really mostly just taking people's feedback and, and try to you know correct improve on the game so um so the, the benefit of unity is that it's a cross-platform tool and i think in our pre-interview we discussed how you were going to take that game and put it on iphone and ipad so how easy has that been um using unity and wh what are you guys changing to actually make take a pc game you know that's that you've designed for the pc and actually put it on iphone and ipad i mean I'll, I'll take I'll take a first shot. I mean, really, our two biggest challenges are one control, you know, just basically tuned and control, making sure that you know that control actually plays well on the iPad. I mean, iPad is after all a different device. Yeah. It fundamentally, has a different like ergonomic feel, right? So, um, you know, I think tuning controls for the iPad is something that we're working on, still working on. So that's one challenge. And the second big big challenge would just be simply performance. Okay. You know, just so you mean making it go fast enough yeah. on these devices. Performance times 1,000 in particular. Unity 3.0 introduced the concept of a surface shader, which allows you to write one piece of code and use that in either a forward rendering context or a deferred rendering context. And on the PC, this is incredible. The the ability to literally in a dropdown say, no, now I'm in deferred rendering, and you can use a million point lights. When when we had first prototyped this game, we were using spotlights, we were using point lights, you know, full scene floods for overhead, you know. We were really focused on, you know, really, real subtle, nuanced lighting. When we went to iPad, we literally turned it all off. It all had to go. We we started over with all of our shaders. We went to baking in all of our luminosity into the shaders. Not we couldn't even leverage against the Beast light mapping engine because we were no longer using surface shaders. It was a major transition uh, for anybody looking to move a PC game over to iPad. Just be prepared to gut all of your shaders, turn yeah. them all off. So, would it have been better to just start from scratch for iPhone and iPad? What are your thoughts on that? In an iterative process, you're you're never you never have the luxury to start from scratch. Gotcha. You know, which was that that's kind of where we started too. We we said we looked at the art assets we had, we looked at the shaders we had written, and we said we can get this to iPad. We we can do this without throwing the work away. And I'm I'm glad we went in that direction because it never would have gotten there otherwise. And I, I think it's a it's an incredible market. It is an interesting device, yeah. you know. So yeah, yeah I, I also think it depends on the project. I think the yeah. the current project we're working on, Creavers. Um, I think it, it is portable. I mean, it, it takes a lot of iterative process and, and adjustment, but you know, the project itself will actually determine, you know, how easy it is to, or how suitable it is, to, you know, to port. I mean, say if, if we're making like Red Dead Redemption, well, that's probably not going to work, you know. So it really depends on what game you're making. Um, okay, so what's next in store for the studio then? <laughs> um, we actually have a, a few. Uh, I mean, the, the first and foremost. Problem to tackle, which is get creepers on you know on the iOS um, yeah. and just support Steam. What, when when do you expect to have that on the iOS iPhone iPad? Uh, probably in uh, about a month and a half. Oh, I'll say. Six to eight weeks is the current target. Yeah, um, and then you know we have a couple other projects in the pipeline. Uh, Are you guys going to target Android? Any? Good question. 
Actually, it's, it's funny you mentioned They have an Android tool, right, on Unity? Okay. They do have an Android tool, and I was actually very cautious of Android for a while. Obviously, the infamous 50 meg download limit, which then basically what you would end up having to do is downloading a wrapper. Well, iPhone iPhone has a limit too, right? Like, what the, am I missing? The iPhone has a, a limit, but, yeah. I mean, Rage HD was almost 2 gig in size. You know, so okay. to say it has a... It, it, it's almost, effectively it doesn't have a limit given the size of the games that you can effectively produce. Okay. You know, so Android, you know, at a 50 meg limit, our game, our standalone builds right now are at 550 meg. Oh, our yeah. iPad builds deploy down to maybe, you know, 200, but they're still very heavy, far outstripping the 50 meg limit of Android. On top of that, you know, they, they do have a licensing ver verification service integrating it, you know, relatively steep in terms of difficulty, and, you know, so the, the, we had a lot of hurdles in our way. I went to a panel today, actually. Google discussed some of these issues. They're raising the download limit to 2 gig. Okay. They're deploying their asset bundle separately of their executables, which means you can target specific devices, and you can say, that device supports this, you know, PVRTC, yeah. texture compression. That device supports ATITC. So now you can, in the Android market, under the hood, automatically distribute the correct asset bundle to the correct devices. So hearing about all of this stuff that Google has in the pipe, we, we absolutely will be keeping a very, very close eye on those dates and those time windows because I, I would love to see Creepers on Android. You know, it's, it's an incredible platform, incredible marketplace. Like, I think there's a lot of potential there. If Google's serious about overcoming the challenges on their marketplace, I'm absolutely serious about bringing products to their market. And um, you guys mentioned in the pre-interview you have a tool for developers. Can you talk more about that and how it relates and how they can use it in Unity? Yeah, absolutely. We actually are currently sort of field testing uh, Steam integration middleware for Unity. It's, it's about as drag and drop as you can get. Um, it consists of system native bundles that tie in with the Unity DLL and then our own facade layer on top of Steam. And what it allows you to do is quickly and easily consume, at, at the moment right now, we support leaderboards, achievements, and um, avatar uh, fetching URLs for the avatars, you know, catching avatar notification events, user user interaction. Um, and we're, we're really excited about the prospect. We've actually, we sold it to the... Uh, yeah, we shipped a few. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was <laughs> system, system Protocol Zero, System Protocol One was the name of the project. Uh, it's currently on Steam. Um, you know, we, we got, we, we did that integration. And I'm really happy, you know, the Sam Marcus, the guy behind it, he was great. He, he basically helped us beta test yeah. the product. So uh, obviously it's not an open distribution yet. When it, yeah. when it is an open distribution, we hope to have it on the Unity Asset Store for, for direct consumption. Um, in the meantime, we, we are taking requests from developers on a case-by-case -case basis. So if you're interested, um, I'll point you. It's uh, Conrad, C-O-N-R-A-D, at musegames.com. Uh, just get in touch with me, and uh, you know we'll evaluate it. And if we can make something happen for you, I'm very excited to see that. And where can yeah listeners find out more information about your games? Check them out. Um, you know, check out yeah check out your future yeah. updates and stuff. Absolutely. The website is musegames.com. M-U-S-E-G-A-M-E-S.com. Um, you know, obviously the Creavers development cycle was a little bit intense and ended. I, I'm I'm not kidding. Like literally days before we we went out to GDC. So uh, the the website's not in perfect working order for for the game yet, but uh, within the next 48 hours it should be. And if you if you go there it should take you right to 
the Steam link. Uh, where obviously we're on Steam. Search for Creavers, C-R-E-A-V-U-R-E-S. Uh, we also have a game up on Steam right now, Guns of Icarus. It's uh, a third-person uh, turret defense game for. Yeah, it's, uh, a, it's a really unique blend of shooting and uh, time management. Um, <laughs> this one, you guys have to check it out. Um, yeah. Diamond Dash with auto cannons. Yeah. <laughs> we've been describing. Right, and so, so is Creeper. So we actually have like uh, two projects selling on Steam right now. Um, Creeper is easy to find. I mean, if you go to just the Mac store and look at you know the either the the, the new releases or you know just troll some of the banner, you look at some of the banners, um, you'll find it. And you know, what do you feel is going to happen in the next 12 to 24 months? Is Steam going to still be getting bigger, or is it going to be all about iPhone and iOS, or what? It's it's everything. You know, for for us, Unity puts us in such a strong position with cross-platform deployment that to say that we are all Steam or all iOS, I mean, at this stage for a small company, that's foolhardy. Yeah. Like. We have this incredible leverage against multiple platforms. I say we use it to the best of our advantage. I say we're on iOS, Steam, Android, whatever we can get. And I think I think it's really a, just a matter of distribution. It's two distinctly yeah. different uh, distribution platforms, and I think both will continue to grow. Um, in my opinion, I mean iOS is just going to keep growing. I mean they're growing bigger and bigger, but so is Steam. And yeah. you know, people for people who you know love PC gaming, um, now Steam is a de facto place to go. I think that's continue. That's going to continue to be the case, and I think largely is because Steam just does a good job with everything. Yeah. I mean, they treat developers well, they treat their customers well, um, and they just do a good job overall. So you know, I mean, it's, it's probably the best PC game shopping experience you can get. So, what um, I mean, what suggestions would you have then for other indie developers who are looking to make successful products, um, games for either PC or other things. Any any lessons learned that you know you're using moving forward now? I think with, with Steam it's actually um, not that difficult um, because Steam curates the process, um, so they have some quality threshold that you have to meet um, to get your game on there. So I would say, yeah, I mean, basically, you know, just keep polishing the game. Um, yeah. Iterate. You know, for a small yeah. for a small studio, my my advice is. Pick a few core mechanics that you really like, that you think are very compelling, and just iterate the hell out of them. Make sure that they're tenable. You know, make sure that when you when you do make that jump from PC to iPad or iPad to PC, that you can take those mechanics and that they pull. Obviously, a, a game that's very refined for touch isn't going to make it on the PC. Yeah. And you know, a, a game that requires two-stick control, you might want to reconsider for the iPad. Yeah. You know, uh, Galaxy Wars or yeah that. Sorry, I just <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's but yeah, yeah, that, that's it. You know, make sure that your make sure that your controls, that your game design, that it moves, that it moves well across platforms. Thank you very much.